Hello, everybody. It's Norma and Rebecca Steiger. Welcome back to the Accounting Twins Podcast Book Club Edition. Today is our very last reading of this book. Hashtag and it's kind of sad. Hashtag sad. Hashtag so, depressy. Hashtag smile, not smiling, frowny face emoji with the tear down the face. Mm, streaming tears down the face. <laughs> So if you haven't already got the book, you should still get it, even though you can't follow along with us after. You can go back and listen again and read, or you could read it by yourself. But the book is Advice for a Successful Career in the Accounting Profession, How to Make Your Assets Greatly Exceed Your Liabilities by Jerry McGinnis. I just wanted to say before we start, huge shout out to Jerry McGinnis for creating this extremely helpful, almost like a mentor in a book that Norma and I have followed along greatly over the past X amount of months. Felt like I've grown a lot with it. I can tell that I've grown a lot with it in my work and how I'm going about things, how I'm having conversations, how I'm dealing with myself, how I'm dealing with my coworkers. Like this book is pure gold. Yeah, That's a really good way to put it, like a mentorship in a book because it's definitely helped Becky and I and we're at completely different stages in our career where I haven't even technically started like working or my career yet, but Becky is almost one year into her job and has found this book so helpful. So shout out to Jerry for the great book. And we hope it's helped you too. Um, And we hope it continues to help people. It's so great and amazing. So today on our last two chapters, we will be talking about in chapter 17, career transitions. How to make make good decisions. (laughs) So this chapter kind of talks about, obviously, how to make good decisions in your career specifically, kind of deciding if time is through with you and an an employer. Um, Sometimes you can be the one who's initiating the termination or um, the employer can be initiating the termination. But at some point, you need to make a decision as to whether or not you want to leave a company. Maybe it's so great you want to stay, but maybe your time has kind of come. You kind of like just think you need to leave. And there's no harm in if you need to leave a company. Remember, you're your own person. It's not that you should be staying because you're like, oh my gosh, what if my coworkers didn't get mad at me? Well, a person should care for another person's well-being. And there are so many good reasons why someone may need to leave a current employer. Jerry um, lists someone, page 128, you have stopped learning and growing, which is a huge one. If you don't feel yourself progressing, why are you staying with the company? As humans, we're here to learn and to grow. And if you're just at a stop with them, it's not the best fit. Or if you're in a toxic toxic culture, your employer doesn't really concede, doesn't seem concerned about your future or you're just not really being compensated fairly. Personally, if you don't fit with a company, you shouldn't stay there. I love my company. I love our culture. I love our mission. I love the people we work with. So I want to stay as long as I can because at this current moment, I love everything about it. Down the road, if things change, I do need to reevaluate the situation. But remember, this is all about what you think is best for you and yourself. This is the time to be selfish. Yeah. Jerry, um, throughout chapter 17, talks about eight reasons. Kind of like things to talk about and consider when you're evaluating if you want to change your career. And the first one that he says is that if you're thinking of changing jobs or 
changing employers, make your employer aware of your concerns. Not that necessarily that you're leaving, but some things that are kind of like red flags to you or specific factors that are motivating you to possibly want to leave. Maybe this is something that the employer can work on. So Jerry says to look at eight important things and things to keep in consideration while you're evaluating this major career decision if you want to leave an employer. The first one that he says is to make your employer aware of your concerns. You don't necessarily need to tell them that you're considering leaving, but you need to tell them like your red flags that you're experiencing or the concerns that you're having because maybe this is something that the employer can work on and improve so you don't have to leave or maybe it's something where they can't work on and you just need to leave so you can grow more. Exactly. You can't expect them to be aware of the problem and why you're leaving in the future if you haven't even brought it up to begin with. The second thing that you should do is consult with others. You don't have to talk to other coworkers. You could talk to some friends, some families, and if you have a mentor or a professional colleague who you trust, you can also reach out to them. It's always important to talk to others because maybe they had a similar situation. They could give you advice. Maybe that they have an outside perspective that could be really beneficial to your conversation that you should be having with your employer. So always make sure to think outside the box and consult with others. The third thing that Jerry says to consider and do is to explore other options with your current employer. So perhaps maybe you are two years into your public accounting career as an auditor and you just realize maybe auditing's not right for you. It's not that you don't like your employer, you just don't like the specific tasks you're doing. You can always ask your employer, hey, maybe switch me to a different type of engagement that I'm working on. Instead of working on healthcare, maybe I can work on manufacturing or even just try to see if there's another career path that you can go down in your career at that organization. Like, for example, what I like so much about Becky's job is she has no rotational program. So she can explore all these other options with her current employer. Exactly. And I actually do have a coworker who did transition to different positions within the company. She was originally on a different sector of the finance team. And over the past month, she has transitioned to working on the general ledger and cash statements, which is really awesome because our company does value that. And it's really awesome that you could find a place within your company that may fit you better than before. Another thing that you should also do, step four, is think long term. As he states on page 130, maybe the most important question to ask yourself is, what are the longer term ramifications of this decision? It's really important to think about what could happen in the long term. Yes, your short term may be happy, but in the long run, you need to think about what's best for you, what's best for your family. Could you get promotions in the long run that, that are better fit than the short term promotions? Could your pay increase exponentially in the long term if you stay than rather in the short term? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially now in our generation, kind of prioritize money over everything, which it can be a valid concern because obviously you do need to make money, but they're kind of thinking in the short term, oh, this company offered me a few grand more, I'll switch over there. What if it's not the type of company that you actually kind of want to work for? So just think about the long-term implications. Sure, it's the short term right now. I'm making, I'm going to be making less money than Becky, but I know in a handful of years when I'm a senior or a manager, I'll be making the bank. So kind of just think about that. 
You said implication. <laughs> um, so another thing to do is perform due diligence on your prospective employer. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on, sorry. In tax, we're learning about like how you always have to do your due diligence. So obviously, as an auditor or an accountant, you have to do your due diligence with your work. Got to do your due diligence within your employer. When If you're going to be looking for a new job, do your research. Look at their financial statements. See their history. See if they have a going concern for the future. Haha, <laughs> accounting. You need to be able to actually see, okay, maybe I really do love their mission and their ideas and their products. But what if they're not doing well business? Maybe they're going for bankruptcy, like which Jerry said happened on page 131 of here that he knew somebody who went to a different job, that job, that company filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> and then a week later, that person called back asking for his old job. And luckily Jerry was able to help. But again, this would have not even been an issue if this person had done their due diligence and looked into the situation before instead of jumping the gun. In addition to due diligence, like step or consideration six that Jerry says, is to develop a balance scorecard. It can be those big balance scorecards you used to make. I don't even remember what we used to do in our classes and undergrad, but even just like a simple pro-con list. If you're considering changing employers, list the pros about your employers, the cons about your employer, but then also the pros and cons about leaving. You kind of just need to sit down, take a step back, think things through instead of kind of being impulsive. It's kind of like a debit and credit list. Oh my lord. But they, but they all have to have the same normal account so then it all balances out. <laughs> Sorry, that if was you really have, If it balances out, then you're just... At okay, but you but you want it to have all be normal debit and normal credits because if it's okay, never mind. I'm not even gonna go into this. Um, also, you need to take into consideration the personal considerations. You need to look into how is this gonna affect my family? How is this gonna affect the money that my family has? Am I are my kids gonna have to move if we find a new job? Is that really what they want? Are we gonna have to sell our house? Are we gonna have to take a step back from things we love doing? Sometimes you need. To again, this goes back to the short-term versus the long-term implications. Sometimes the long-term outweighs the short-term and you might hate the short-term for a while like Norma currently does, but the long-term is more beneficial. Can we say specifically that I hate the short-term because I'm studying for my CPA exams, not because of my employer, because we're on the talk of employers. So oh, people might think that. No, no. I love my employer. We're talking about the CPA hustle right now. Yeah, you can listen to um my CPA exam diary, Rag Edition, because that is going to be <clears throat> God, it's not going well, but we're we'll talking about that some other time. Um, yeah. So lastly, what McGinnis says uh in chapter 17, which you really need to do and take in consideration, if you decide to leave an employer, don't burn your bridges. Because, like Becky said with Jerry's example, he was able to let someone back into his firm who left for a a different company who then one thing. Imagine if that if that person has said Sayonara made a very rude Chester and left. Jerry would not have let him back into the company, obviously, because he would have burned the bridges. So just kind of be on good relationships with your former employer because you might want to go back to them in the future. Like you're taught in kindergarten, treat people the way you want to be treated. Don't burn a bridge if you don't want them to burn a bridge with you, but also like Professional relationships are so important that maybe you might not be the biggest person of biggest fan of somebody, but they could have a professional relationship with someone who would be so beneficial to you. So remember, just 
treat people the way you want to be treated. Don't burn bridges. Don't do something you would regret. So to wrap up this chapter, Jerry brings a really great story from his life where he had a stay or leave decision um, and he was thinking short term versus long term. He was offered a job that had like a 25 increase in his base compensation, a company car, really great stock options. And it was really great financially, but he also had to think about short term versus long term, what would be the best decision. In in the end, Jerry ended declining the position, staying where he was at, and he doesn't regret it. He thinks that he made a great decision, and in the long term, it actually paid off. Short term, he could have been con- thinking about all the financial considerations, but he realized in the long term, also with his personal considerations, it was best. So I think this is a great example for people kind of to not accept the job offer, because I feel like a lot of people are like, I accepted this, I accepted that. Short-term decisions. Here's an example of a long-term decision. And as we wrap up the entire book with chapter 18, The Importance of Giving Back, this chapter is kind of like a wrap-all of everything stated throughout this book in the sense, if you use everything Jerry McGinnis has stated, you will be a great person, a great accountant, a great professional. So don't forget to give it back to someone. Everybody has their own unique story, as he states. So you should be able to take your unique story and use it to help someone out. It doesn't have to be in the monetary sense. You don't have to lend somebody a hundred bucks, give them a hundred bucks. Maybe give them some professional advice. Maybe give a call or two for them and say, excuse me, maybe give a call or two on their behalf. Maybe you know somebody who can hire them. You're like, I know so-and-so, great fit, great person, great morals. Don't forget to give back because everybody's giving so much to help you. Jerry McGinnis wrote this book so we can all be great. So normally we're going to use what we've learned in this book and pass it forward to someone else. I've actually experienced a lot of people trying to give back to the accounting community just on tax Twitter. A lot of people try to offer me advice when it's studying for my exams. Someone has offered to like, quote unquote, tutor me if I need help. And it's been so nice. A few weeks ago, I posted a tweet like, I'm not emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, all of the above ready for my reg exam. It's just a difficult process right now. And someone had taken a class, um, kind of like just how to like emotionally and be be prepared for CPA exams. And he's like, I will, I will pay the registration fees if you want to go. And luckily, um, it was such a kind offer, but I didn't need to go to it because I'm actually going to be receiving help from the person who was going to have that training session um, in the future. So I didn't need to accept it, but it was so nice that people are just wanting to give back to the accounting community. I, I didn't know that, that someone offered to pay for that. That's so sweet. Have you not seen her Twitter? I have. You know, I think it was a DM. That's so kind. People are so nice. Yeah. Again, just pay it forward. Like not the, you don't have to physically go to Starbucks, pay it forward. Cause what if you get caught in front of someone that has like 20 orders and you're paying like $200 Starbucks bill, but pay it forward in the sense, give advice, listen, be a mentor. There's a, different ways that you can pay it, pay it forward. Like the ways Becky and I talk about, Jerry actually includes what I think is a great way uh, or a great note is you can serve as an adjunct professor. You don't have to be a PhD or be a previous PhD student, have your PhD to teach at a university. You can be an adjunct adjunct professor. I would love to do this. I'm not going to lie. I would love to teach accounting. It'd be so fun. That's one way to pay it forward. Or you can make young people aware of careers in accounting. For example, I went to um, a career day at our old high school a few months ago. 
I'm paying it forward by trying to teach others about the accounting community. Another thing you can do is mentoring. Mentoring is also just a great way to give back because, again, we learn so much as humans that you should be sharing your advice and what you have learned with other people. Things that Norma and I learned throughout accounting, um, excuse me, things Norma and I learned at university, things we are learning through internships, things we are learning at jobs, that's knowledge we should be sharing with other people so we can all be the greatest versions of ourselves. And personally, I do kind of see this podcast as mine and Norma's way of giving back a little bit, not necessarily being like, this is what we did, this is how you should do it, but we are showing a very unique perspective on accounting. We have private and public, and this is our way of being able to show the people, these are the different paths, this is what you can do, these are the struggles. So this is this could be one of our ways of paying it forward because we're being a voice out there that doesn't have a normal platform. Yeah, so that's about it between we're going to physically close the book. Boom. So thank you all for listening to this great book and a huge thank you to Jerry McGinnis himself for writing this book. It's been great for Becky and I to talk about because we've learned a lot from this. We've hoped we've exposed some people to his book and we hope a lot of people can take back from it like we have. And stay tuned because in the near future, we will be interviewing the one, the only Jerry McGinnis CPA. We're so excited to actually get to be able to see him screen to screen, talk about his book, how much it's done for him, how much it's done for other people, and all the great things it's done within the accounting community. Because this is a fabulous, fabulous book. And even if you're not an accountant, this is something that you should really look into because it also gives you great life advice and professional advice. Yeah, and if you guys ever need a refresher on what this book talks about, you can re-listen to our episodes or there's like an afterthought at the end of the book where it's just a few questions based off of each chapter. So one, you can kind of get a refresh, but also see if you're kind of going in the right direction for your career. Have you stopped? Do you need to go forward? I think I think it's helpful. And I've looked back onto this book many times throughout the past few months when I'm just even studying for my exams. This is by far the most unique book club I've done because I used to just read like Hunger Games and talk about it, but this is actually something that's helping me with life. So I actually get to reflect back on this. So this is by far my favorite book club I've ever done. Ironic for me, because I've read like, I think 70 books this year and I read over 200 last year. Well, thank you guys for listening to the second to last episode of the Cowing Twins podcast book club edition. We'll see you next time when we interview Jerry himself. Bye-bye. Bye.